Hey, what's up? This is Kev from the Falafel House Fantasy Football Podcast, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Enjoy the show. Coming to you from the 15th floor of Alani Disney Resort and Spa in Koalina, Hawaii, with the sounds of the Aloyo Room from below, you're listening to the Magic Our Way Podcast with your hosts, Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee. Enjoy. Mahalo. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Asante Sun, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about Disney stuff, and this is a show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicOurWay.com is where you can find us. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And on the show, we follow the Disney concept of edutainment, where we focus on your entertainment, and along the way, you just might learn a thing or two. With us today, we have. Excelsior! You know, 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 you know. I have the power! You know the story's all about the glory. It is our resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing really good, really good today. How you guys doing? Doing good. What was that? That, that intro? And along the way, you might learn a thing or two? Yeah. I oh, thought, yeah. I thought all I, I was it. missing was the, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> We got <laughs> a show <laughs> for you. <laughs> Magic our way podcast. Kevin going to tell you a thing or two. That's what, right. what? No, I figured I'd throw that in just to give people a clue as to what our show is all about. No, I appreciate yes. it. That's a, that's a good thing to do. It just... That kind of caught me off guard. You went alone in that one. Yeah, because yeah. some people, you know, they listen to podcasts and all they want is just the education thing of it. You know, because like people just, you know, it was like, oh, what are you listening to? And that's like a, what kind of podcast you into, man? You know what? Sometimes I want podcasts just to entertain my <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't need the heady stuff. I get enough of that at work. Your <laughs> should be entertained you know? at all times, Kevin. Seriously. <laughs> and at Mr. Binkies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tickle me, Kevin. And the guy on the other side is none other than... Show me the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. It is Lillian's favorite Moican podcaster and resident tacotarian. It's Lee DJ White Cheddar Papa Smurfa No Hassle Vika. How you doing, Lee? Oh, very good. It's the Brown Hornet. <laughs> <laughs> is that when we run out the room and go huddle around the TV? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Much. I mean, I like Fat Albert, but I loved, uh, I loved the Brown Hornet. Man. I don't know good. why. I thought that was the coolest part of the show. They brought the brown horn on there. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I'm good, man. Um, ready for some fun with the guys. Talk about some Disney. Well, your use of the plural guys is appropriate because we have a special guest today on the show. Yes. And it's none other than... Weekends, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back once again to the Fat City Studios. It's Officer Mawekin Kirk. How you doing, sir? Hello. What's up, trader? Trainer? <laughs> trader. 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 Sam's Trader, Trader Sam's. Kirk Trader Sam's I like Trader, that. Trader Kirk Trader Kirk 
What's happening? <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? Ben, Benedict Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, but at least you came out with it. That's like, you know, that's more honest than most people in government nowadays. So you, you're doing all right. You came out. Right. Why, don't, why don't you tell the listeners about your new position? You, that way you could hype up your new your new title. That's right. You wear many hats, Kirk. Over here, everyone knows you as Officer Mawekin, but in other corners of the podcasting world, you are known as... Wait, let me get it. Uh, Grandmaster Kirk? Flash. Flash. Grandmaster Grandmaster Kirk? Flash. Grandmaster Kirk. Kirk. Flash's people? No, wait. Or DJ... Uh, Kirkorella, Spinderella. DJ Landry? DJ Landry. I was going to say DJ Wachetta, but somebody has that one already. Whoop, whoop, whoop. For the past few weeks, I have been subbing on the uh, Pirates of the Magic Kingdom podcast with Captain Stan. R. And crew. Uh-huh. Our Navy. I'll be there for the next few weeks as my alter ego, Quartermaster Kirk. Quartermaster Quarter Master. I don't know how much of an alter ego it is when it's, it's just like, It's me. like you're in the Navy Reserves. Yeah. Navy <laughs> Reserves. I told you I, saw, I would walk out of this room if you played that song. But you're tough enough yeah, to Yeah, but you know where you, you got to walk to. So <laughs> you're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a walking out thing. It's more like a stroll while you're doing it. He's in the Pirate Reserve, so he's got to do his duty. So he's going to go onto his ship, and he's going to assume the role of Quartermaster. <laughs> you said mm-hmm. duty. And he's going to get down. You know what I like? You get funky. You have, you have come a long way, sir. You, you would get on the mic and be like, I don't know if I want to go ahead and like, you know, spread my knowledge and say what I got to say. But now you, you're doing your own thing too, man. Look, that's big time. It's big time stuff. Well, well I'll try. You run in the Navy. I'll try. Yeah. You're going in the Navy, man. That's right. You're going to see the world with Captain Stan. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a little redhead or two. It's, it's a whole new world. Or Lieutenant John. World. It's a whole new world. And it's there's right. another guy on there. <laughs> <laughs> Some flying carpet. Captain Stan is, 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 a, is a lovely man. He, I'm sure he well, is. Oh, yeah, Captain he's Stan's great. a great guy. That'd be lovely to be a Good guy to have a drink with, too, yes. Well, congratulations from joining the Navy. Yes. We salute you, sir. We salute you. Good job. And we wish you well. And listeners, if y'all want, go listen to Quartermaster... Kirk. Quartermaster Kirk. Kirk. That's Quartermaster That's Kirk. He like, if you have your old... Ship, you could be Captain Kirk then. <laughs> oh, you could get a, you could get a field Captain promotion. Captain Kirk, that has a much yes. better ring to I it. Like a field it. promotion. I, like Kirk. I think I've heard that before somewhere. And then Captain Stan would have a na- like an actual navy. He'd have more than one ship. Yeah, see, he'd, he'd be a Commodore. Him. He'd be a Commodore. Could I be Captain Crunch? Oh yeah, <laughs> Lee could be Captain, Captain Crunch. Crunch. Captain Crunch, yeah, yeah, he could be Captain. Crunch. There you go. You yeah. could be the Commodores. I I'll like be, that. You yeah. must be Lionel Richie. I'll Everybody. be Captain Morgan. You're Captain Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Captain Jack. <laughs> I'll be Captain Kangaroo. There you go. <laughs> you be, be Captain Courageous. I'll be Captain, Captain America. My Captain. Captain. My Captain. Captain. Yep. Captain Caveman! There you go. <laughs> oh, no, that's That'd be Lee. Lee. That's Lee. That is Lee. That'll be Lee. All right. All right. Crunch. Oh, cheers, yes. Captain. Yes, cheers, Captain. 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 Your drinks. There you captain. go, Captain. Captain. Cheers to you. Captain. 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 Marvel. There you go. Well, my ladies and gentlemen, we've got a great show for you today. There has been a lot of news that's been happening out in the world of Disney. And none of you know, including the whole price hike situation. So we're going to talk about that for sure, amongst other things. And we're also going to respond to a couple of emails that we've gotten down the past couple of weeks. So enough of our jibber jabber, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go make some magic. And here we are on the queue, and this is a segment in which we get to discuss all the latest news happenings in the world of Disney. For my segment, we are going to talk about the price hike insanity. <laughs> 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 
Recently and over the span of 24 hours or so, Walt Disney World has raised the price of annual passes and parking fees all across the board and quietly, it would seem. It has been the talk of the Disney fan community for the past few weeks with people raising all kinds of hell and no no longer supporting this to people who raise all kinds of hell, but will continue to support this. Oh, by the way, they announced pass holder previews for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Hollywood Studios among all of this, but aye, there's the rub. Let us look at the timeline, shall we? What yes. about that timeline? What about it? Galaxy's Edge, Walt Disney World annual pass holder previews. Monday, June 17th, 2019. This is like Inside Edition. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I feel like about TMZ. The Disney Parks blog published an article titled, Walt Disney World Resort Pass Holders Can Enjoy Special Offerings This Summer. In this article, Walt Disney World spelled out all of the fun annual pass holders can have on a limited time basis throughout summer 2019. They will have the opportunity to enjoy things like bring a friend offer, summer splash pass, villains after hours, and HTO glow nights at Typhoon Lagoon. I don't know what glow nights are, but maybe it's like the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. I would watch hey, that. Hey, hey. At Typhoon Lagoon. That? I was a fan of the Dushka. There you, yeah, you go. Uh, I is. <laughs> I wouldn't vine. Come on, man. Yeah, you're right. Just like the restaurant. Susie Spirit. Well, guys, in addition, annual pass holders can enjoy discounts at select table service restaurants. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. But only at lunch. Specifically (laughs) specifically 1130 to 4 p.m. Dang. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. Uh, So, guys, look, of course, for more information on these offers, y'all can contact our very own Lee to book a vacation there. Right, Lee? Yes, Absolutely. If you want to, yes. Anyway, the main thing that many a Disney fan latched onto, including Blog Mickey, was this statement in the article. And I quote, In addition, we're excited to share that Platinum, Platinum Plus, and Premier Annual Pass holders will be among the first to experience Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios with complimentary special preview opportunities planned before the land's opening on August 29th. Capacity is limited and will be available on a first-come, first-served basis. More information and registration details for previews will be shared at a later date. So that happened, and the Disney fan community was a flurry with excitement. Yay! Everything's good. Yay! But then! No! No, <laughs> no, no, don't. Yes. yes. Why? Walt Disney World annual pass price increase. The date overnight between June 17th and June 18th, 2019. Almost as quietly as Walt Disney himself bought land in Florida, Walt Disney World raised their prices for their annual pass holders overnight, which caused a flurry of emotions from the Disney fan community. Just like Disneyland did back in January 2019, Walt Disney World has raised their prices ahead of their opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Disney's Hollywood Studios on August 29th. In the interest of being considerate of your time, I'll post a link to some of the detailed information of each of the annual pass parks. Let's quickly break down the increases. Break it down, Kev. Disney Premier Passport, the Big Kona, increased $150 from $19.49 to $20.99. $150, good lord. That is blasphemous. No blackout dates, but it gets worse. Disney's Platinum Plus Annual Pass. The non-Florida resident price increased $225 from $9.94 to $12.19. dollars on drugs. Oh, yes. no. And the drugs continue because Florida resident and DVC member price increased $150 from $8.49 to $9.99. How dare you say such a thing? 
Such a nosebleed. But no blackout dates. Oh, no. Disney Platinum Annual Pass. Non-Florida resident price increased $225 from $894 to $1119. Oh, yeah, 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 unbelievable. Unbelievable, yes. But they also raised Florida resident and DVC member price increased $150 as well from $749 to $899. Asinine, stupid, foolish, Word. ridiculous. Insane. Yep. <laughs> Yo. Oh no! Ah, uh, uh. no blackout dates with this one either. And there's more. <laughs> Disney Gold Annual Pass. This is for Florida resident and DVC members only. Price increased ninety dollars from six hundred nine to six ninety nine. Blackout dates apply. What's this bull? I don't care. And that's why I dropped my annual pass. Exactly. <laughs> Disney Silver Annual Pass. This is only for Florida residents. Price increased fifty dollars from four seventy nine to five twenty nine. No, they're ignorant. That's ignorant. <laughs> Blackout dates apply. Disney theme park select annual pass for Florida residents only. The price remained at four thirty nine. There's some good news, but blackout dates may vary by theme park. Oh no, we suck again. <laughs> <laughs> and there's more. Disney weekday select annual pass for Florida residents only. Price increased thirty dollars from three nineteen to three forty nine. Blackout dates apply. I'm in a glass case of emotion. And Epcot <laughs> after four annual pass for Florida residents. Price increased twenty dollars from two eighty nine to three oh nine. There are no blackout dates, but like it says, it's only Epcot after four p.m. Kiss my <laughs> and suck my <laughs> everyone. And there's more. <laughs> Disney Water Park I'm running out. Stop. <laughs> Disney Water Park's <laughs> annual pass price increased nine dollars from one thirty to one thirty nine. There's no blackout mints, but it minutes only during normal operating hours. Thing sucks. And the last one, Disney Water Parks after two annual pass for Florida residents only. The price increased ten dollars from seventy nine dollars to eighty nine dollars. There are no blackout dates, but like it says, it's after two p.m. during normal operating hours. Do you find it hard to hide the fact that you're gay? I'm sorry, I was <laughs> the last one. Yeah, didn't know what else. To, sorry, but that just goes to show the amount of changes that happened overnight and very quietly from the Walt Disney World Corporation. And this is after they had announced the pass holder previews for Galaxy's Edge. So if you didn't renew your annual pass right then and there, you were basically SOL. So Kevin, you're trying to say that they announced that the pass holders could have previews for Galaxy's Edge one night. And if you said, you know what, this is awesome. When I get up in the morning because I'm tired, I'm going to bed. When I wake up, I'm going to upgrade my annual pass. Exactly. If you want to do that, you woke up to a massive price hike? Yes. And if you tried to do it for the old price, you were SOL. Wow. Damn. But wait, there is more. There is no, more. There is more. more. <laughs> Walt Disney World overnight resort parking fees increase. The date, Tuesday, June 18th, 2019. In addition to the Disney dining plan increase in 2020, Walt Disney World also announced that there will be an increase in overnight parking fees, which will take effect in 2020. Keep in mind that this neither affects DVC members staying on points nor non-DVC members re renting points. Good for DVC, you say? Out of sight, out of mind, I say. This is not due to Walt Disney World being generous. Your maintenance fees cover the cost of those parking lots, so you've been actually paying for parking since you joined. Aha! Aha! What's in the soup? Aha! Anyway, guys, let's break down these price increases, and this comes straight from Walt Disney World website, word for word, so listen carefully. You ready? Hmm. Okay. 
For reservations made before June 18th, 2019 for arrivals in 2019 or 2020, Disney Valley Resorts, $13 per night, Disney Moderate Resorts, $19 per night, Disney Deluxe and Disney Deluxe Villa Resorts, $24 per night. And then for reservations made June 18th, 2019 and thereafter for arrivals in 2020, Disney Valley Resorts, $15 per night, a difference of $2. Disney Moderate Resorts, $20 per night, a difference of $1. Disney Deluxe and Disney Deluxe Villa Resorts, $25 per night, a difference of $1. I mentioned those differences because several articles that I've read in the Disney Fan Universe saying that the worst hit went to the Disney Valley Resorts. It's a $2 hit. It's, yeah. It's a $2 hit. $2 per day. Yes. Remember that with that wording from Disney's website. It says, four reservations made between June before June 18, 2019, for arrivals in 2019 or 2020, you had that set of prices. And then for reservations made June 18, 2019, and thereafter for arrivals in 2020. So in my mind, I had a Q question of the day. Oh, wow. If I booked a vacation on June 18th for an arrival in 2019, what price do I pay for parking? What do y'all think? Based upon how they worded it on their website. You did math, dude. You did math. I know. Which one do you think? Is it, do you think it's going to be like the cheaper one or the more expensive one? But it's so simple, Kevin. What is it? All I have to do is divine the answer from what I know of you. Are you the type of man that would allow for a $2 discount on June 18th? Because if so, I clearly can't choose the discount before July 18th. But maybe you're the type of man... <laughs> Who would go ahead and offer me a discount, even though you already know that it's just a two dollars discount? So I clearly can't choose the day before June eighteenth to get my discount. So <laughs> it's it's all wrapped up in some kind of land war in China in some kind of a way. So which do you choose? Inconceivable. Uh, what do I choose? Wait, what's that over there? <laughs> 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 oh, never mind. I thought I saw something. <laughs> Oops. I thought you were going to go the whole thing. You never took the Sicilian. <laughs> I don't remember the whole thing. <laughs> I was pretty good. That was awesome. I was going to let you do it all. About? I didn't think you knew what I was talking oh, about. No, you were I making caught right into okay, it. Okay. I caught right I was waiting for you to get into the Sicilian part. You threw me. You I... never trick a Sicilian. Yeah. What are you talking about? When you're playing wait, a game of mine or wits of mine or whatever. Yeah, anyway. you never talk to discount when in a battle of wits. Yeah. So does anybody have any clue based upon Disney's own wording what the, what you price you? Well, pay? you just said it's June 18th, which is already passed. Which is already passed. Mm-hmm. But you said if you book before June 18th, you get the discount. But if you booked on or after June 18th, you also don't get the discount. Is that correct? The wording is for reservations made June 18, 2019 and thereafter for arrivals in 2020. So what if you booked it on June 18th, but you're arriving in 2019? Exactly. That's my question point. And so what did I do? What did I do? I called Disney. Mm. You did. And research for the show, I went and called Disney. Okay. Good for and, you, man. And I, I was curious to know the question, if I booked it on uh, June 18th or after, what price would I pay? Because it's not really clearly stated. Well, specifically, the number that I called was the hotel and theme park information non-reservation questions number 407-939-2273. That's the number I called earlier. Because <laughs> I had my wife glass. look at it, too. And I was like, what do you think of this? Like, if I were to book it now, what, what would I pay? And she's like, I have no idea. And so to my surprise, when I called that number, guys, uh, one ring and I was speaking directly with a cast member. No recording, no nothing. I was like, okay. really? This is amazing. I couldn't believe it. I posed a question to the cast member and she asked what resort I was considering. I stated I was considering the Beach Club Resort. She said the Beach Club Resort is a deluxe resort and therefore your overnight prices for parking will be $24 per night, which is the cheaper price. 
Uh, so then I asked, so any reservation book now for an arrival in 2019 follows the before June 18th pricing, to which she replied, yes, that is correct. Say it one more time. So if, because the wording on Wizards' website, if you book before June 2018th, you get the old pricing. Okay. And then also their secondary wording says if you book June 18th and thereafter for arrivals in 2020, you get this new pricing. Uh-huh. But the time in between, they really didn't clearly define what you're paying. Okay. So when I called her, she confirmed that, yes, even if you book now for an arrival in 2019, you will get the 2019 pricing as earlier before because the new prices don't take effect until 2020, which is not on their website. Well, that helps clarify things a lot. Yeah. Slightly confusing from their wording. And I, I checked on several different uh, articles, which I will post in our show notes, of course, and they all just basically copied and lifted straight from Walt Disney's website. So there's like, y'all are no help at all. <laughs> if, if I would be, go on record and uh, I applaud you, sir. Oh, and your, you. and your level of dedication to your craft and your research. Uh-huh. Uh, very good. Kevin DeWild, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin DeWild. Yeah, I clap a lot enough. Yeah, it is. Clap. Kevin DeWild. Oh, thank you. It is. It's better year. That's Kevin DeWild. Well, you know, I thank the cast member for picking up so promptly and I uh, appreciated her help. And, and she told me to have a great day. So Not a Disney day? Not a Disney day. So well, that's, that's nice of her then. That was nice of her then. Yeah. So, guys, these are all the events that have happened recently regarding the price hike insanity. Uh-huh. Can I throw something at you yes, really quick, Yes, please, Kevin? throw something at me. So based on all that stuff you said, don't, don't, don't throw that. That would look like it would hurt, Kirk. I, was, I, I always believe in three words. Follow the money, right? So I happened to look up and see that Orlando charges Disney property taxes, right? So uh-huh. in 2018, they paid $24 billion in property tax for all four theme parks. Okay. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Orlando, the Orlando property appraiser, he's changing the rate. Okay. So now they're going to end up having to pay higher amounts in different areas of the park. What? Yeah. So like Magic Kingdom is being taxed for $468 million. Epcot, $511 million. Hollywood Studios, $350 million, and Animal Kingdom, $429 million. That's property taxes. So wait, did Orlando tier them or something? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's just a tier, it's- Hollywood Studios has a lower property value. That's all that is. But what I'm saying is they paid $24 million for all four parks. Now they're looking at upwards to like past a billion dollars for everything. A billion dollars? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have to go to one of those places that disputes property taxes and, you know. Well, they're at, you know, a lot of times we do shows where people sue Disney. This is the first time Disney is suing somebody else, but they want to rate lower those property taxes down. But they have to, I guess, transfer those high rates of cost to somebody. And based on what you said, I'm not surprised if it's going to be us. Well, there's that. Yeah. There's Galaxy's Edge. There's the new Skyway. There's the Tron roller coaster. There's you got to pay for a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, we're on the hook for a lot. A lot. Bob, Bob Iger's retirement party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> retirement party. He'll new, never retire. His compensation package. I also gamble <laughs> like a degenerate. I drink like a fish. I cookers maybe five, six times a week. Amandy's hobbies. No, that's to justify what they have to pay and probably why they're passing those costs on to us. That's 
Well, there's a lot of reasons they're passing those costs on us. Yeah, right? <laughs> Somebody has to pay. I, don't, I mean, but the thing is, I think that, like Kevin said, they kind of did this, not that they're going to announce it, but they did this on the day that the 2020 reservations became available. So everyone was focused on that and getting, you know, hey, here, get your reservations for next year, get your reservations for next year. And so like, okay, well, let's just sneak these little increases in on you as well. Surprise. So, Here's what I don't get. Here's what I don't get. Okay. Why are people surprised? Y'all talking about like, oh my God, this is like an ambush. They went to, did no one pay attention to what they did in January to people in Disneyland when they raised their annual exactly. passes up? I mean, we all knew this was coming. Yeah. But then they asked them, then they polled them and say, hey, we might raise these prices. Would you be cool with this? And what do you think the poll results were? Well, I'm agreeing with you I'm not saying that they would have done that because I don't really think they would have. But what do you think the poll results would have been? I would like to pay less, please. <laughs> exactly. But you say it here, right, that they don't give an announcement. They just kind of like put that in there as a redacted document. Like, oh, yeah, we had to see a contract. You just didn't see it. No, it was an announcement. It was just it came after pass holders <laughs> went to bed feeling great about things like, oh, yeah, it's a good thing we renewed because now we get to be one of the first to experience Disney. What? <laughs> Disney these, what? These prices are going to keep going. It's going to happen again. Yeah. It happens every year, two, two three times a year. Mm-hmm. And two Never people, two people and not, I've seen people online saying, this is it. They've priced me out. I can't go. But those same people are saying they're not going to get the annual pass anymore. They're not going to stop going. They're just not going to get right. the annual pass. Until you start start speaking with your wallet, Disney's not going to listen. They might not even listen then. I don't even think that that's even correct. Like People are like, oh my God, Disney's priced me out. That's it. I'm done. Disney's priced you out if and only if you're one of those rare individuals that like, I'm sorry, I need unlimited access, no blackout dates. I get to go what I want. Major holidays, New, Year Eve, New Year's Eve. I want to be there for anything and everything that happens. If you want those Platinum Plus package annual passes and yeah you're probably getting a little bit priced out right about and, it now. and massages in there and massages they're i mean they're giving you 20 percent <laughs> off merch 20 percent off of dining you know those packages they're they're trying to up the value of those packages i kind of understand that but they make it sound like there's no in between so maybe you go from platinum package to uh theme park select or whatever it is slightly silver and you or you go to gold or silver there you go i mean you could do that you can downgrade a little bit and pay a lot less you just have to control when you go you know it's like if you have a friend of yours who's now a celebrity you know maybe you just don't drop out of their house anymore now you got to call because they're busy <laughs> especially around the holidays they got things going parties happening it's like look we, we we're still family still tight you can still come it's just i'm a little bit busy can we schedule something you know that kind of thing that's I, why it's tough to reach you most of the time you know you it know, is it, it you is. know absolutely is i make myself very <laughs> <scarce>. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. Is like, I don't see this as being Disney Shocking. pricing people out of the market. I think it's Disney saying we're going to crowd control and make it a lot, a little bit tougher for people to just go whenever they want, yep. regardless of what's happening, what's the holiday, what's the season, that kind of thing. If, I, if like if if I'm a Florida resident, why would I want to go to Disney World during the weekend? Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, I won't go to the quarter during the weekend unless yeah. I, I absolutely have to. Well, we know when to stay away from the quarter. Exactly. We know when to go. Yeah. You, yeah. You just, you know. You don't want to deal with the tourists. You want to go when. When well, it's. What if you work during the week there. and you can't get there during the week? Well, if I can't get there during the week, then maybe I need to work on doing like a weekend only package or something like you that. You just Doesn't need one day if you live there. If that. You don't I mean, need it's, just that like, it's just like us. When, when do you go in early part of the year? When do you go to Disney World? For Mardi Gras. 
From Why? Because yeah. you want to, you try to get it, you know, nobody, everybody's well, going yeah. And I have that time, time off. off. Yeah, yeah, because we usually get that time off and nobody else does unless it aligns with President's Day. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're taking advantage of a situation where you know that it's going to be screwed over here to go over to another place to where you're like, okay, there's going to be some people there, but it's not going to be as bad. It's not like we're going during the summer. As far as the math goes, uh, the reason I bought one back in 2016 was because we were there for a couple, for for like two weeks and then we knew we were coming back within a year in 2017 so just paid for to get the annual pass to cover those days now i wonder if anybody's done the math where this still buying annual pass is a bargain compared to buying well think what lead that was like 10 days was equivalent to annual pass yeah it's it's right around that time but but who knows now with the new prices it may be a little more well now that you have all the 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 dates vary by i mean the prices vary by the dates now Mm -hmm. so i mean how do you even figure all that out anymore it's 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 a lot you need need like a spreadsheet now it it is yeah this is too much work for vacation it is that's the thing that's why again uh, i go to disneyland i don't want to deal with all this i mean i i I don't want to have to you know know exactly how i got to pay for this that and the other i felt like this thing went off the rails once FastPass Plus got initiated. Now, I can at least still go to Disneyland feel the same thing I used to feel going into Disney World, whether it was crowded or whether it wasn't crowded. I'd still get to ride whatever I determined to be my favorite ride. I still got to ride it multiple times, at least once, twice, three times. If that's what I wanted to focus on, I could focus on that. I can't do that at Disney World anymore. Y'all making Disneyland sound real good. I want to go there one day. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I would like to do that. You know, we're going in August if you want to join us. Come on. Can I, can I tag along? Yeah, you can tag along. You Come got on. it, man. Hey, I want to go to Only home. if you bring Captain Stan, Crewmaster. <laughs> Quarterman. Quartermaster. Quartermaster. Uh, Alan Quartermain. <laughs> crew Ooh, I like that. Yeah, crew Quartermain. Yeah. Um, if only when you were a travel agent, you could take care of those things for us. I got my travel agent's name written right down here. Rachel Robert. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I'm going... <laughs> I got me a list of Disneyland must-dos going so far. Just All the thing I got on is um, Golden Horseshoe, Blue Bayou, and I, I want to try to find a Haunted Mansion bullet hole. The bullet, oh. bullet hole in the glass? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So hopefully they won't be switching out the Haunted Mansion for the Haunted Mansion overlay. Oh, that's true, yeah. That's hopefully what I'm worried we're not, about. We're not, hopefully we're not too close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mid-August. Hopefully not. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll be lucky enough. To right about September is yeah. when those Halloween things start going. Exactly. But anyway, guys, we're looking forward to hearing what you think about all these price things or whatever else. Uh, we had a bit of a conversation of it in the Moican Pleasure Alien 33 Club. So head over there and join us and engage with all the famous Moicans as well as yours truly and the rest of the Moican guys. And tossing it over to our other correspondent, Danny. What you got, sir? All right. Uh, so this week, the uh, Pelicans drafted Zion Williamson, uh, number one. In, oh, wait. No, wait. Hold it. Oh, not, what? Sorry. That's my sports podcast. I like sorry. it. I like it. We deserve Let's dance, man. Let's Woo! talk about this. this is, I'm excited. No. Okay. What was oh, all that? We, huh? we canceled that? What? What's a Zion? Zion Williamson? You don't know who Zion Williamson God is? God of dunk. The newest member of the Pelicans that we drafted, the best player to come out of college basketball since LeBron James. Who's now a New Orleans Pelican? You don't know about this? I've heard the name. Power okay. personified. It's in the name. Maybe he's not a basketball fan. Well, you know, when you're when you join uh, Captain Stan's crew, you're at sea for a long time, and uh, you're not privy. <laughs> you're, <away. laughs> you're not privy to some of the going ons. Uh, but uh, no, guys. Uh, so I felt like we always do a lot of Disney World news. I wanted to cover some Disneyland news, seeing that we're going to be there in about what less than two months. 
Wow. Oh my God, it's wow. going to be awesome. It's happening. I booked my days off and I don't even have PTO. That's right. I just paid for my flight. You sure did. <laughs> you sure did. You sure I did. did. 57 days, ladies and gentlemen. Holy days. moly. All right. Disneyland uh, last week, this is about June 16th, uh, the Main Street Cinema at Disneyland was transformed into a gift shop temporarily. And so whereas they still had the Mickey Mouse shorts playing on the screens in the background, the opening day attraction, which always played those Mickey Mouse shorts, also had a cash register stuck in there along with shirts, uh, Minnie Mouse ear, headbands, coffee mugs, plush dolls, Americana merchandise, you name it. Angry fans got on social media and started tweeting out at Disneyland calling this an attack on Disney history, hmm. an insult to Walt's memory, a disgrace to what he intended the cinema to be for. And in one of the quickest turnarounds ever, Disney removed all the merchandise from the Main Street Cinema uh, and in place of all the little merchandise displays, they installed numerous benches for guests to take in the vintage cartoons. So, uh, power to the people! Power to the people! Yeah. Well, people. well, now don't Disney is. They are saying right now that the merchandising it was just a test, and that they were not caving in to the outrage by all the fans. So Disney is like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't. No, no, it wasn't you. It was us. We were just. We were. We were trying that out. Yeah, play it off. <laughs> what a bad publicity stunt. Play it though. off. I would have let them have that, but like, yeah, people, you called it. This is for you. This is for you. It's for me. It's for everybody. Oh, yeah, but then next time you do anything in the park, you're going to have people tweeting it. They don't want to put out the message that, yes, we will bend the public pressure. I hear you, but then they can just be like, hey, look, we gave you the theater, didn't we? Let us do this part. <laughs> let us have this. So yeah. where did they move the merchandise? Just like right outside the doors? They're like, oh, we're not in now. We're out. We're right outside of the. <laughs> There's no outside the doors. You're gonna see it when you get there. It's like it's a ticket booth with like a mannequin right. inside of it, uh, and then you walk through the curtains, and boom, you're right in the room. Oh, okay. So there's no room for anything else in there. So this made me think. Of, to me, this story struck me for a couple of reasons. One, we lost our Main Street Cinema in Disney World a few years back. I felt kind of sad when I went there and I saw it, and now it's kind of become a merchandise. Well, not a merchandise shop, but I mean more like a, it's it's like a gallery art. Of, yeah, which I love. I'm a big art of Disney fan, so I felt like okay, this is fine. I can deal with it. But what do y'all think about that? I mean, I always liked... One thing I like about Disneyland is that the Main Street Cinema is an actual cinema. You walk in, you watch shorts. You, the Magic Store is an actual Magic Store. Whereas when you go to the Main Street on Disney in Disney World, I mean, the Main Street is just one big continuous shopping experience themed around... Lightly themed, I should say, to whatever the exterior of the building is supposed to be. But I mean, really, for, for the most part, it's just one big shopping experience without specific stores doing specific like even the penny arcade that they have over there they have penny arcade machines. Penny, yes. yeah yeah I, I like that element of it i miss that element of it from disney world so what do y'all think uh, about them getting rid of a art because we never got a chance to discuss this i don't think there were podcasts back then they might have been i don't remember mm -hmm. But what did you think about whether or not you would like our cinema back over in Walt Disney World? We're not getting it back, but what would you think about that? One. And two, what do you think about the one in Disneyland? Like, what could you do to make the cinema better? Because I don't know if y'all have been there before. Well, I know y'all haven't been there before. I don't know if y'all know what it looks like. But basically, what it is is a room with, like, I want to say, like, three yeah, screens. Yeah, several screens around, yeah. Several almost, screens. Not 360, but, you know. Yeah, like, each of them showing a cartoon, a Mickey Mouse short. The screens are no bigger than, I would say, my TV inside. Yeah. Uh, they're not very big screens. And it's, it's really kind of an awkward viewing situation. So is it like when you go to the, the resort and you check in and, like, there's 
a section for your kids to go sit down by me while I'm dealing with the Disney stuff over here. Go over there and watch cartoons. That's a good way to put it, Lee. That's that's pretty much what it's like. It is themed. It does look a little bit like they have like fake. Like there's a barricade between you and the screen where they have depictions of people sitting in theater-style seats. Okay, cool. But there are no actual theater-style seats itself. It's like a big open room. In the middle of a room is a pedestal that just takes up space and really does nothing. And then around that pedestal are these various little benches where you sit down and you can take some time. And I think it's a good service because, you know, it allows you a respite from the heat to walk into an area that's air-conditioned, take some time, rest, chill out for a little bit. If you got a fussy baby or something like that, for instance. I was just curious. I mean, what do y'all think about replacing that with something that might hold people's attention better so it's kind of like going to fill a magic where you're waiting for everything to start like that big kind of no. open area except yeah, not that big speeds. not that big okay. no smaller than this here room yes okay we're, we're broadcasting right tight now. yeah yeah oh very oh. tight there's okay. hardly ever anybody in there okay okay so which is nice <laughs> it is yeah I've all I always make it a point of going in there, but I can't necessarily say. Which shows long. the show? The old style or the, the new old style? style is the old thirties and the twenties. Yeah. Steamboat Willie, all, all that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, Jack uh, and the Beanstalk. Does the well uh, the Main Street Cinema Disney World Magic Kingdom still show? Do they still have the screen up? I think they have a TV screen in the back that might show something or another. But I mean, it's not like you can hear anything in there. Yeah, it's just the merch. Plus, it has the best air conditioned vent anywhere on, in the in the in that park. I'm yeah. sold. <laughs> Put you go, that on the you go to the right. And you get the. They have the pictures on the wall. And they got an air conditioned vent right there. It's like, oh, I see. I like standing that. in a cold hurricane. I, I like that. I like, I like how exact hurricane. you are about that. I That's like awesome. that. There you go. I, I would think that with that description, it is good to have like a rest area, but also at the same time to have something where you can indulge in the nostalgia and have like you know your uh, future generations watch like all the other shows with you. Although they should probably. Uh, improve the size of the screen uh, i would i would go for that well they do it though so way you have three separate shorts playing so you can sit wherever you want and mm. see whichever one you want to say yeah I'm, I'm with that yeah and, but not but if they were like if we have to turn this into something uh that just kind of shows in my opinion it just shows like a disregard for the actual area if they're like yeah let's just stick a whole bunch of you know clothes and t-shirts and toys it's not like we don't have any other stores to sell merchandise with it's not like we have like a website where you can buy the stuff <laughs> online without even have to go to the park and enjoy the air conditioning that's uh, that yeah i'm with you on that yeah. i i think if you're going to do something with it, i understand the idea being that no one really spends any time in there. It, it's it's kind of like something you walk in there, you stay in there for maybe 30, 45 seconds, maybe a couple of minutes, and then you leave. It's not something you spend. It's a stop and go kind of thing. It's a stop yeah. and go kind of thing. Like I, If I was them personally, um, I would replace what's playing on screen with different things. Like, you know, I, for me, I always make it a point whenever I go to uh, to Disneyland to stop over at the... Um, what you call it? The uh, the Main Street Opera House place, yeah, where they're playing the Disneyland story the first fifty years, right? And watch that because I, I like to see the making of Disneyland. I, I I'm in Disneyland. I want to see that. I've seen all these Mickey Mouse shorts. Now, granted, I could watch that online stuff like that, but I'm just saying. I, I think that would be a good thing to play in there. Like have a bigger screen, make it more comfortable seating. Get rid of that pedestal in the middle of the store for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Embellish on what's actually there. Exactly. And then say as a product, we want to you know improve. On our product without making it so, uh, what's the word, merchandising. Yeah. Like, if you say it's a, it's another shop, I don't want a piece of that. But, yeah, I would think 
if maybe they take the area and say we're gonna reconstruct it to make mm-hmm. it bigger to accommodate a little more people, then more people may come in there and be like, you know what? This place is nice. It's nice. It's got air conditioning, everything. They gonna want to come back here again because you want a comfortable travel experience. I would imagine. Speaking as someone who's never never been there, the buildings on Main Street aren't connected. They're not connected in Disneyland on either side. On either side. It's not like Walt Disney World where, like, the if you're looking at the castle, the left hand side is nothing but a big <laughs> emporium. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow! It's all individual shops, which personally I love. I uh, do you too. Know? And I miss that from Walt Disney World. In fact, when I realized I was walking from plate shop to shop to shop when I when they initially made that change in Walt Disney World, I was kind of like, wait a minute, where's my Penny Arcade? Where's what? 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 How did I get here? How did I get the cases all of a sudden? <laughs> what the heck's going on? What are they doing to me? Like some kind of Twilight Zone? <laughs> what happened here? So uh, in that respect, you know, I, I, I do appreciate that Disneyland's keeping that to Walt's original vision of a, a Main Street where everything was a little bit the same. Now, I'll tell you what, uh, what I wouldn't mind if they redid this, if they had to put merchandise in there, merchandise in there, and I know they had this with the Rider Stop, I wouldn't mind a place where, uh, you, you know, I would say you can buy, back in the day, how about the, in the movie place, you also sell like every DVD, Blu-ray of all the movies and stuff, but no, they're going to come out with Disney Plus, right? Mm-hmm. But if maybe if not that, how about all the books that they used to have at, like, say, Rider Stop, someplace where I know, oh, I've been looking for this Disney book. I can't find it no more. Oh, I know I can get it at that shop. You know, yeah, maybe I could search for it on Amazon, but I know it's going to be at that shop kind of a thing. You know what, though, Kevin? That's not a bad idea as far as having, like, the old school media to sell because, yeah, it may all be on Disney+, Plus, but... We're at the uh, very beginning of a technological age, like our generation. So yeah. somebody who's before us, they'd be like, I don't know how to work this button with this passcode. I'll do this. I don't know what the browser is. So to give them the option to still kind of relive and see part of Disney history and then to say, hey, look, it's accessible to you and it still connects to what's there in, in that in that area. That makes sense. That makes that makes perfect business sense. You know, not just selling stuff that you could get anywhere else. It makes it very specific. And uh, yeah, I'll go step beyond that. I would, I would show all that stuff. I would yeah. show all the Imagineering documentaries, all the yeah. stuff that's going to show on Disney Plus. I would show all that and, and make sure that that's an advertisement. It's an advertisement for. I mean, no one's going to sit there and be like, okay, I've watched everything there is to watch. I spent my entire day at Disneyland watching all the various documentaries here, so I've got no reason to order it. No, you're going to watch it for a little bit and be like. Wow, that's cool, and that'd be a great advertisement mm-hmm. for for Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if you had like the Imagineering field guides, just sitting sure. there, you know, if you, you can get whatever you want. Yeah, or maybe do like old school art of animation where they used to have the guys like drawing, you know, behind the glass. Like that always inspired yeah. me back there when I would go. Like maybe have one of those cats there. Well, I don't think there's enough room for that. But I hear you. Maybe yeah. they expand it. I mean, but you no, know, they they should remodel it. They should take the pedestal out of the middle of the floor. They should make it all one screen. Mm-hmm. One thing is playing. You walk in there, you see it's the story of Disneyland. Now here's a Mickey Mouse short. And now here's the Imagineering documentary on Mark Davis. Now another short. And then like do stuff like that, that where people would actually be like, oh, my God, I'm kind of sucked into the story here. I'm going to want to see how this plays out. And at the same time, you're still pimping Disney+. Plus. You can even maybe uh, offer like a one-month free subscription to Disney+. Plus. Here's a coupon or whatever uh, for visiting us today. Ah, that's yeah. a good idea. So Disney World's uh, Main Street Cinema, would y'all want that back? Maybe if there's some improvements on it, something to kind of modernize it a little bit. Because I, I don't think you should just let history go like that, uh, in my opinion. You know, if 
You don't you don't think so, Kirk? Kirk's like shaking his head. He's he's cool about it, dude. He's cool as he's if you can't see everybody, he's got his head under shit like yeah, I would Yeah, he's stro- he's stroking the beard, yeah. he's thinking, he's deep in thought. No, I what don't think happen? so. You don't want it? Yeah. I'm, I, you know what? I'm kind of with Kirk on this one. For nostalgia's sake, you would just let it. Oh, go? Well, for nostalgia's sake, I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> that's, what? But that's I, the what well, the point of what you're saying, though. Just by you saying, all right, I'm but the ship has already way. sailed. I mean, it's already been going too long. Yeah, that's, now they re- recapture. They replaced gotta, it with a art of Disney store. You have a whole generation right. of, of people who don't know that as a mainstream cinema, they know it as a store. Yeah, but his question is a blue sky question. Well, here, what here's my back, take on right? it. It's like I'd love to see it back, but I I know it's not feasible to do it. Especially if they're not going to do anything with the Emporium on the other side of the street. Uh, if you're going to do the, the cinema back, then you got to bring back the entire field yep. where each individual shop's different. Yes. Oh, yeah. And so shop. if they're just yeah. going to bring back just the movie theater, then it's just not going to work, especially in Walt Disney World. You know, uh, that, that's the way I see it. I, for nostalgia's sake, I'd love to see it back again, just so. But like, like Danny said, I'll just go to Disneyland now. Yeah. See, see that just takes away from the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. It but, takes away from it, but it doesn't necessarily. Like, doesn't hurt it exactly like the adjustment to life without it is not going to be that difficult i'm with you i there. mean truth be told in Walt disney world when people go there to main street they bypass through that sucker real quick anyway to get yes. to the other lands it's not like they're taking time they they said oh okay we'll hit main street when we got to come back and shop on the way out mm-hmm. that's oh. what you usually hear oh we have a five days okay now fifth day we'll do that yeah we'll do some shopping on the fifth day on the way out main street mm-hmm. but yeah let's just zip through main street and just get to where our fast passes yeah again yeah would i like to see it back It'd be cool, but I mean, I'm a big Art of Disney fan. I love those stores. So, was, you know, story. Yeah. Art of Disney. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, listeners, we'd be curious to know what you think about that, and especially with how you respond to Danny's question. Uh, if you're a Walt Disney World fan and you've been there, would you like to see that cinema back? Or what are your thoughts about that? Let us know. Show at magicourway.com. All right. So today we're going to talk about the new tiering for your fast passes at Hollywood Studios. Now, uh, if you don't know this already, just every park except for Magic Kingdom has a tiering system. It means that there's two sections, you know, tier one, tier two, and you usually have to choose one or one from one section and two from another. Normally, this is like a situation where you've got your more popular attractions on tier one, but maybe some that are somewhat popular, but not the very top in tier two, but still some quote-unquote good attractions, okay? Now, with Hollywood Studios, what they're doing is they're moving to this new tiering where basically all of the quote-unquote rides or attractions are going to be in tier one, and all of the shows are going to be in tier two. Well, of course, that kind of creates a, a misbalance uh, because you know all the really, really good ones are going to be in tier one. You can only choose one from that tier, and then tier two is going to be filled with a bunch of stuff that you don't need fast passes for, and you got to pick two of those. So... To break it down, now the tiers will be this. Tier 1 is going to be Slinky Dog Dash, Alien Swirling Saucers, Toy Story Mania, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror. Tier 2 is going to be Star Tours, Frozen Singalong, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, Muppet Vision 3D, Disney Junior Dance Party, Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular, Fantasmic, and Beauty and the Beast. Uh, as of now, there will still be no fast passes for uh, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. I'm not sure what will happen down the line. I'm assuming, you know, months and months, maybe a year from now, that that'll get, you know, tiered in with the fast passes like due to however popular it is. But for now, that's what we're going to be dealing with. So basically, you got five or six attractions that you got to choose one of the best, and then five or six attractions that you don't need fast passes for that you got to choose from. So, um, 
I think this is, of course, going to do some kind of crowd control with them expecting to Hollywood Studios to be much busier with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening. But uh, yeah, so that's your tiers now. Stuff that you got to pick from and then stuff you don't need fast passes for. So Kirk Landry is the official defender of Hollywood Studios. Speak up, sir. Hold on. <laughs> Take a break. Uh, Take that crackle out of your mouth. <laughs> Get you some crackle, ball. Get you some crackle. I was busy stuffing Mr. Goodbar in my mouth. Get some sugar in there for you got to defend yourself. Well, and Mr. Goodbar's thankful. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you get bad reviews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, it happens. My question, Lee, you st- everything that's not a show is a tier one? Basically. Everything I read off is tier one. Except for Star Wars, Except right? for Star Tours. Except for Star, Star Tours, Tours, yeah. Which is, I guess, a show and a ride? I don't know. I don't know how you justify so that. So that's... That guy that didn't. The space between uh, Galaxy's Edge and Toy Story Land on that side, that's going to be an exit as far as I've, from what I've known. Okay. You're going to be able to go in there. So they're taking people and putting, moving them away from the entrance to, to Galaxy's Edge. No, that's my theory here is that it's, just more, it's more of an effort for crowd control. Keep as many people on the lines as you can. I could see it changing back to the way it was, the, redoing the tiers later after... Yeah, that's going to happen. All right, well, thanks, Leaf, for that report. All right, man, so um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm making my fast passes for this park uh, in about two weeks, so we'll uh, see what's available. Good luck, sir. Thank you. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. Tie your napkin. And here we are on Guest Services, and this is the segment in which we get to service you... The listener. And first up, we have Eric G. Okay. He big sweats our resident stormtrooper in the Moeka Nation. And he says, evening, gentlemen, and Lee's beard. (laughs) (laughs) I meant to get this email out to you sooner, but just got sidetracked with too many conventions in the last two months that I kept forgetting to do it. So I've noticed basically a complete lack of talk on Star Wars Celebration since it occurred. I can't even remember if you guys talked about the Rise of Skywalker trailer or the Mandalorian in more than passing. This makes me sad. No, wait, we did talk about the Mandalorian when we we covered Disney+. Plus. We did do that. Mm -hmm. And the Legends thing, we talked about John Favreau producing it we might be right we probably didn't bring bring up the trailer i don't remember i don't remember bringing up the trailer we were talking about mostly galaxy's edge was a a lot of the the series of three star wars uh shows we did was mostly galaxy's Edge. yeah three episodes all day yeah all all of it it was crazy well to be fair though we had to kind of because of the termite situation in the man cave we had to kind of run a bunch of pre-produced shows yes yes so we might have been a little bit behind when that stuff was going on but i'm glad eric wrote in and brought it to our attention okay and so he has this to report. He says, Celebration was amazing this time around. The last show in 2017 in Orlando was a bit of a show. But the people in Chicago either just run their con better or read pop. The runners of the show learned a lot of lessons this time around. I don't know how much I really want to go into details because I could probably write a dissertation to get a doctorate if I did with <laughs> everything that I did witnessed over the five days of the show. So I'll just simply say I had a blast and any hardcore Star Wars fan should make an effort to get to at least one of these shows. Anaheim 2020 is next. Lots of wallets screamed out in terror and then were silent with that <laughs> announcement. They usually go two to three years between U.S. shows. In this case, I think we were talking just over one. 
I keep hearing rumors of August being the month, which I think because they want to alternate years with celebration and then D23 to get one per year instead of what they have been doing. For those who don't realize, they've been running D23 and Celebration only months apart from each other, which stinks because people like me who want to go to both just can't. Too much money and vacation time too close together. So this is much smarter in my opinion. So any of the West Coast listeners who might want to go next year, it's worth it. Also, I've had a bit of a change of my opinion with Last Jedi. Hmm. Okay. I, yeah. I Good st- or bad? Uh, well, let's see. I still think the good outweighs the bad. <laughs> okay. It's a hard movie to rewatch. And for the people who hate it, I totally get it. I don't blame anyone for having those opinions. If I had to rank all of the Star Wars movies, this would be down towards the bottom of my list. The prequels currently occupy the bottom three spots with Attack of the Clones being floor. I'd put it above that and probably above episode one, but not much higher. Hmm. Last thing. I think it was Danny who said that Tron Legacy was one of his worst sequels. And this was back when we did the yeah, show. Yeah, that was definitely me. Yeah. 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 I would be willing to die on the hill of defending that movie. Oh, no. You got oh, a yes. to go against it's you, It's a sir. movie. Don't die. It's just a movie. <laughs> don't die, Jimmy. Don't die. He says it lacks some of the charm of the original, but it has one of the best movie scores ever made in all of the film. Oh, you know, mother... Okay, so... Daft Punk. Yes. Every single time like, <laughs> I looked up a review of that movie, whether it was a good review of that movie, because I was like, okay, this is how I feel. Let me see whether or not people feel the same way or not. I don't care if it was a positive review or if it was a negative review. They all said the same thing. That movie was awesome and the soundtrack kicked ass. Or that movie sucked, but that soundtrack kicked ass. Wait, Danny, you're going to be like, oh, there they go. That, there they, they go. go. And they won. Here come another Tron Legacy fan out of the artwork. That's the one. The score is awesome. Every time I want to talk about the movie, they say the track is awesome. What is that? I mean, like, w- since when does a great soundtrack make up for a movie? Like... <laughs> man like uh god uh the grid saturday night live i mean not saturday night live saturday night fever uh, that was an iconic soundtrack with uh the bgs and all that stuff like that and that was that's every bit as trendy as with techno whatever the Daft Daft Punk. Punk. Yeah. i'm not into that i'm sorry uh i know it I'm, is a good soundtrack this might come across <laughs> as a little bit of get off my lawn-ish old guy some but <laughs> i prefer my music performed by musical instruments and not by machines that's just me. I but call me all still, fast. Like, you know, when they won an award. I'm a music man myself, but what, 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 when does a, since when does a score make a movie? That's what I'm saying. Thank Star you. Star Wars, Superman the movie. No, no, no. Wait, no. no. Wait, stop. No, wait. Well, hold no. up. Hold up. No, no, You're no. telling me those mo- that soundtrack supplemented the movie. That, but it was still, if that movie sucked, that movie would have sucked. Urban Cowboy had a, had a great soundtrack, but it was a movie. Rhinestone, Rhinestone was a bad movie. But, you know, hey, it was cool to see Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton do a duet. But that's the taste of fact the movie would be bad. Singles had one of the best soundtracks of all time. I loved the single soundtrack. I owned the single soundtrack. As a movie, eh. I can hear that. Eh. You're right. I don't even right. see it. I don't know. You know, know Beverly Hills Cop or, 3 still had Axel F in it, but the movie was still bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. Quartermaster Kirk shaking his head. What are you shaking your head? No, no, that's okay. Come I'm on, just Kirk saying, when your first defense okay. of why a movie is good is because of the soundtrack, that's probably a bad argument, don't you think? Not Superman the movie. I'm sorry. I, that, that, I, Superman the movie was a bad movie to you no, made no. better by a soundtrack. No, I'm saying that the music enhanced it. 
And yeah. Yeah. Get a better that's, 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 that's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing mean, with you. Music, music enhances the movie. We're not disagreeing on that. I'm saying a good soundtrack doesn't make a movie good. I got to watch this movie again. Nah, I, I just need to watch it. Period. I, I just think it. Olivia Wilde sitting on the couch was all lit up. That's the only image that I saw for the people. Like, all right, that's interesting. And by the way, I don't think I even said it was like a movie. Like it made no sense in the plot. I just said it was boring as hell. It took me through. I called it Tron Lullaby. <laughs> it took me so many watchings to get through it. It wasn't even that it was like that poorly constructed as a film. Like I'm sure a lot of the stuff made sense, but it bored me to tears. It didn't have. As he said, any of the charm of the original, for sure. Visually looked yeah. cool from I, what I saw from well, clips. Speaking of visually, he says, yes, I agree. The de-aging thing looks wonky. I think it works for Clue in the film, but not so much for Flynn. Toodles, grub. That's what he has to say about the visual. Yeah, yeah look, hey, I, who am I to disagree? I, I'm but one voice, and I, look, I respect Eric. Uh, I can't say his last name. Eric G. I, I expect be- Eric G. Eric G. Got to regulate. <laughs> <laughs> he Eric G. Sweats. Warren G. All the G's. All the G's. Uh, everybody's cousin. G money. G money. No, I stormtrooper. <laughs> stormtrooper G. I'm with that. Look, I'm not. I'm not willing to die on any hill as it comes to trying legacy. I'm just saying it was. To me, it bored me. It took me a lot of watching to get through that movie. And it just didn't excite me like that. I, I can't speak for the soundtrack. I, I don't, I'm not into techno that music. Part. That's just not me. I like real musical instruments. The grid. It's a, that, that, that track is pretty cool. The grid, that part of the soundtrack is, is pretty cool. I, I, I understand. I I'm just saying, I'm just saying I, I like it. I, I, I do like to, it. To me, a, like to it me computer lot. music uh, peaked. When uh, Lambda 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 did their presentation. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's right. That was the pinnacle, and everything was downhill after that. I thought you were going to say Devo. I don't know why. I, I totally thought you Well, they based it. The, the violin guy was based on Devo, you know? Yeah. But, oh, yeah. yeah. But EG, he's a stormtrooper, so he's willing to go to war for what he believes sure, in. Sure. And, and so. look, hey, look, God bless. I mean, I, I ain't going to war over that movie though i mean i i can tell he you can have it, it. he's it a warrior it didn't speak to me it bored me that that all that i love the first tron though i really did um hey danny even if you went to war he's a stormtrooper he'll miss anyway <laughs> <laughs> or conk his head on the there door on the way in we love you eric thanks for writing in sir and we have another email who's next Eli, this one's from your buddy JJ. Oh, oh man, this is going to be good. to hear from this one, yeah. And he's writing in in response to our Imagineering the Bathrooms show, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun for us. I love, ah, it. I love, I love that the show. That was a great, fun show to do. It's been a while. He's been looking forward to this. And he titles his email, You Smell What I'm Stepping In? <laughs> oh, goodness. He says, I can't believe no one did this. It seems obvious. Ah. He has a list. Number one. Mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast, you open the door to the restroom and be our guest starts playing till it reaches the put out, put our service to the test line of the song. <laughs> the interior is decorated like the inside of Beast's castle. Oh, Every wow. inanimate object is a character. The toilets, urinals, sinks, <laughs> etc. When the toilets and urinals flush, Beast roars. Or... No one poops like Gaston. <laughs> Starts playing. And Mrs. Potts could say, my word. Or Lumiere could ask you to light a match randomly. <laughs> 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 that is number one. Number two. Good one. Number two. 
You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Four words, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sit down, strap in, and let the adventure begin. There is no reason the fun has to stop while you make a plop. <laughs> <laughs> now you can see the brains behind Ivory Comics yes. for sure. Absolutely. You know, there you go. That's why I picked him. I'm geez because I picked him. When is this guy coming on the show, by the way? When is JJ coming on for a special guest appearance? Yeah. He's a huge fan. He's a huge fan now. Like and he sounds talk. like a Disney fan too. When are you so letting yeah. When are you letting JJ out to soar? With are you afraid that we're gonna like take JJ and make him a regular piece on this show? No, you, I'm. You still trying to inhibit his genius? No, he's, he's his genius does its thing. That's what makes it genius. And uh, no, I, I have no issue with that. Out. He look. He's been texting me like, when are y'all playing the email? I want to hear it. I'm like, it's happening it's happening he he was looking forward to this so no his enthusiasm is uh without bounds so yeah I mean, it's obvious he's a disney fan so that's even uh, better. yeah that, that, that makes it that makes it butter he's a creative buff you yes know? Yeah. yeah and number three of his creative buffness he says star wars only so that when the toilet is flushed i can hear c-3po say oh my <laughs> and to have chewy doing vocalizations while i'm in there to make it sound like he's in the stall next to me pinching a loaf Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't get your don't get that caught. That, in your that, hand. that was not copyright protected, right? <laughs> yes, no. That not was no generated by me. A Wookiee loaf. Well, you let him know that uh with the departure of Kirk Landry uh going to another podcast, uh we, we have an opening. I I will do that. He, he might he might take over. I mean I may not even have a, a spot in the boy. He's he, he I'm worried now. He can be our Charo master or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and number four, he's got one more. Okay. A three caballeros themed one. Oh, that's mm. interesting. If you just so happen to be having trouble going down to Brown Town, the Arequin bird can randomly pop out, scream, and sing its people song to complete with fireworks, pinata, panchito, pistolas, yelling, and shooting his gun. <laughs> I don't fire you up while you let one go. <laughs> That's an what? impressive piece of thought. Yeah. <laughs> and he signs it sincerely, J I P Freely J. It is. Oh man, thank you, JJ. We can see the future of Ivory Comics is in good hands. <laughs> thank we, you. we can because I mean, you have a great imagination, and it's, I, I can't speak for your cohort here. You know, you you have a great imagination. Yes, it's yes, nice. He knows, and that. you're a Disney fan, so that makes it even doubly better. He knows, he knows, he, he knows the level that we're at, and we're bringing it to the show. So he's like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna write something in here. Boom, I'm gonna bring it to you. That's that's how I do." I don't know if y'all have gotten any more feedback on that show beside him, but that was an awesome show. Oh, that, really? That was, yeah. that, was a, that was a joy to listen to. That was I, funny as hell. That was fun to put together. I loved. Hearing what was your favorite ideas. bathroom? What, oh, what bathroom I, would you like to have seen? I built? can only imagine. Lee's. Yeah. Yeah, Lee's bathroom. <laughs> he brought the thunder, though. You got I it. Do, I do like Lee. Lee put, like you say, he put a lot of thought into that. He found his niche. There's a lot of honesty. Yeah, <laughs> in that bathroom. There was <laughs> that man. Lee, Lee knows what he's talking about. He's been on. He's on the road a lot. He uses a lot of bathrooms. He knows what to look. For. You would almost think that Lee had a toilet in his bedroom instead of Kevin. <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> when you have a toilet in your bedroom, I mean, well, I am definitely to a lot of road bathrooms. So. He- I have a lot of it experienced El de Baño. What would you have done, Kirk? What came to your mind? What would you like to have seen yeah, as what far would you as like the bathroom? To have done, what sir? I was thinking was thinking of a Tower of Terror, Tower of Terror theme bathroom. 
Oh wow! Oh, I, don't be, I don't want to be dropping on that yeah. one. <laughs> You're already dropping. Utilize Universal <laughs> Studio screen technology, and when you go in the stall and take a seat, you get the the, the stall walls are screens. It's like the inside the elevator, and the same tableau that plays out when you ride the ride that's going on while you're sitting dude i think i'd be gunshotted to even do anything <laughs> if i did that you know what i thought you was gonna say for a second i thought you were gonna say the screens were gonna show your number two going on the travel <laughs> into the twilight zone as it happened i'd be with my pants down an ankle jumping and holding on and to you, the toilet you have rod serling's voice you know narrating while you're in there you unlock this door <laughs> <laughs> you unzip this fly yes. <laughs> and enter a world that, that, was, you raised a that was my first one then i was trying to think of one theme to like each individual attraction but i got kind of too much then i thought of characters because didn't somebody have one theme to a, a marvel character me yeah, that was oh, like, me. Me. Yeah. yeah it was captain america captain i thought about america. a captain marvel one but oh no no we're not gonna go there uh, you just break toilets. Toilet breaker. Oh, I should cue the music. Sorry. Yeah, good luck on Paris and the Magic Kingdom, man. <laughs> We're here for advice if you <laughs> You steer that ship. Kirk well, Quarterback. I keep those those opinions to myself on there. Well, Eric and JJ, thank you for writing in. And listeners, if you want to pitch your ideas or if, if you felt like you got some creativeness or you have opinions to share, it is always welcome on the Magic Our Way podcast. So shoot us an email at show at magicourway.com. And by the way, all you guys interacting with us on Facebook, I mean, y'all have some great opinions there, too. We just make it a point of only reading the emails. Yes, correct. On yes. the show. So we figure if you email us, that's... That's for the show. If you are interacting on Facebook, that's for Facebook. Yeah, everybody can see it. And guys, you yes. can be more than welcome to join that group and look at the discussion there. Because I think what Kirk, you posted something about what Star Wars character you'd buy from the shop that each one of us would represent. Is that right? Yes, there's a certain amount of plushes available in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. And I posted the article and I switched guys to assign one to each character, to each, uh, each of four of y'all. Yes, yeah, so definitely go over there and check out. It's one of the announcements in the group. You want to read it. It's a lot of fun. Maybe even post your thoughts and ideas to share with the rest of the Moeekin universe. Well, guys, if you want to learn more about the Magic Our Way podcast, magicourway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. And we definitely hope you enjoyed our discussion of all things news Disney-related. If you want to get in touch with us to share your opinions about that, you can do so through the following ways. You can shoot us an email at show at magicarway.com. You can share a voicemail via our SpeakPipe widget, or you can call or text us at 1-815-MOWEEKEND. That is 1-815-MOWEEKEND-669-4226. And of course, we've got a couple guys that do things outside of the podcast. First of all, got Eli that does things with Project Geisha, his comic, and Savages. Eli, tell me what you got going on, sir. You just did the spiel right there. You know the deal. I know the story, and I know the glory. I feel the glory every week. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's glorious. Neck and, chest. and sometimes it hurts. But it's okay. I take it because it's you. But it still takes care of you. That's the point. Uh, you, of course. Like you, a warm comforter. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but yeah. You sure. can just hold it. Just I see hold it. it put you sleep at it. night. Talk to it. Yeah, Y'all need to be alone right share now. Share your dreams with it. I'm in my head already. This is, oh, you know. Wow. It's lovely. Let's do it. Oh, Mr. Eli. <laughs> All right. Well, let me just finish this right quick, and then there, there you go. Uh, well, of course. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> For both of us, Mr. I guess. Mr. Eli, would you like the chimichanga? Oh, <laughs> what the? What was that? Well, I think now that he's on Pirates, you know, he's going to be our, vo- our, our, our voices guy. 
Oh, he's gonna be our voices. He'll do our new mascot. He'll do. He'll do Moiki the Moican. Oh, that's right, the mascot. You gotta think of a Moiki voice. That's nice. We can do that. Yeah, you you want to do the voice of Moiki? I will bring to Matthias for Mister Eli and Kevin. Oh, wow! Nice, Moiki. Now we need somebody to make that Muppet. You are so cuddly and cute, man. We can do that. I like it. I like it when Kevin squeezes me tight. He's like a, he's big strong hands. <laughs> his hands big are big big drummer hands, right? Because he dr- he drums he a lot, man. His hands are yeah. powerful. He, and he drums my leg like some two drumsticks, and he bounces back and forth like that. It's has fun. Yes, I like it. <laughs> he's oh, got dexterity. Well, and then wow. I sometimes when I go to Eli's house, I watch him when he's drawing Project Gosha. He's talented. I like oh, to watch him. You got a that fan. Is nice. He loves me sitting on his desk and sometimes on his lap, but I don't like that. Oh, well, oh. it's inspiration, Bawiki. So it, it's real sometimes, but I, I, I try to block that out. That's that's okay. I go, my, I go to my happy place. It's Disney World. Oh. Yeah, in, my, in my head. In my head. In your head. Well, we're going to yes. treat you there, Bawiki. We're going to treat should. you. Yes, Bawiki. I've seen things in Eli's house that's not very nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I told you I was going to wash he the dishes. He doesn't clean off. Well, I mean, Brad Pitt did design it. So. I mean, <laughs> give me a break. I've, I've talked to my therapist about it, but he kicked me out after the second time. Because <laughs> there was too much for him. He has his own therapist now. <laughs> as long as I'm not paying for that on my health insurance, I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> Well, Mawiki, did you ever watch Eli while he sleeps? I mean, because I I've had to share a bedroom with this man, and he snores something. I just do all my business well, out there. I, I can't watch Eli when he sleep because he 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 spoons and sits sleeps behind me, so I can't watch him. Oh, oh, you so you're, you're no. the teaspoon, and he's the tablespoon. I keep thinking you're a pillow, though, Mawiki. Yeah, but it's uh, does it hurt when he loves you? <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I have nightmares. I squeeze tight. I woke up at Wow! Same character. I woke up and I was crying. I don't know why. Because you were happy. Well, we can, you don't have to say anything. So. Just blink if you want us to call somebody. Don't you? Don't you dare blink, Mawiki. <laughs> don't you dare talk about we're going to the studio, Mawiki. I can call the authorities, Mawiki. Mawiki, he lying. He lying. <laughs> he don't even like try legacy. He don't know what he's talking about. He's not talking about the police. Don't go to his house no more. <laughs> That's true. And he's mad. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh, that is awesome. We have a watch Jeopardy over well, here. Well, Wiki, we got your back, man. You're yeah. Good. You got your yeah, back. You locked on my back too many times. That's what's problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? It's cold out there. You know what? We've either discovered the next Moican mascot. We've we've discovered the, the new Moican mascot, I should say. Or we've discovered the new Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. About Moiki. So well, we have to great. let the listeners chime in. Yes. I like Moiki. I like Moiki. We got Moiki. We got the universe. It's great. If you could spend the night at Eli's house or in that hole that Buffalo Bill built for Clarice in the... In the <laughs> Sansa Lamb movies. What well, would you? I will put the lotion on myself. <laughs> would you draw me? I draw me. <laughs> Eli, you might need to redecorate. All yeah. right. Well, I gotta, you know, I gotta figure out ways to uh, make all that stuff happen, and yeah. that could only happen if you buy a lot more books. Because <laughs> my daughter's going to a very expensive college, and, and so how can they get that. in touch with you to buy some more of those books? Yes, you can go to IvyComics.com and see all the artwork that uh, I draw that JJ. <laughs> helps to write and Mawiki inspires so you have stories like Project Geisha you have stories like The Molly Be Damned and of course Savages uh, there's always a link to this awesome podcast so you never miss a thing so you're always in touch with the universe uh, facebook.com you can find me there Eli H. Ivory 
You could go to Project Geisha's page on Facebook. So Facebook.com slash Project Geisha. And of course, you can go to Instagram. I'm there, EIV504. And Twitter, I can be found at Hancock10166. All right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, if you appreciated that madness, then I, I will keep working on the gladness. Thank you. Well, thank you, dude. But really, I mean, can we set up a 1 800 number from a wiki yes. <laughs> or something? I was. 1 800 from wiki. And guys, if you want to <laughs> book a vacation to travel to New Orleans to save Mawiki or experience the parks over at Disneyland and Walt Disney World, you can do so through Lee. Or the Ivory Funhouse. Or the Ivory Funhouse. Hey, it's making me creepy. <laughs> Tell them how to do this, Lee. Uh, let's do this. Give me a call at 832-570-5490. That's 832-INCONCEIVABLE. <laughs> 832-NCNCVBL. You can always email me at Lee at MagicRWay.com. And please check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. If you do any of that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no Hasselvika. And remember, there's a bunch of ways you can support the show as a whole. You can buy us some beignets and support the show that way. You can represent the Moeka Nation wherever you go by purchasing some clothing from our shop. And the easiest way to support us is to leave a rating and review in iTunes or wherever you download the show, whether it is Stitcher, Blueberry, Guru, Blueberry Google Play Music, etc. And finally, if you want to have a place in which you can freely speak your Disney mind without fear of retribution, join us in the Moeekin Pleasure Island 33 Facebook group. There you'll have a chance to interact with all of the famous Moeekins as well as Danny, Eli, Lee, and yours truly. Remember, we are part of the BS Podcast Network whose motto is we speak our minds so you don't have to. So be sure to support our partners in podcasting over there. We thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are welcome on the Magic Army Podcast, so get in touch with us today. So, more weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Chimichangas, but seriously, please help me. Hey guys. Hey, you hear that? Yeah. Yes. You know what that is? Tony Bennett? It is Tony Bennett. Oh man, Italians recognizing Italian. You know what song <laughs> he likes that? What song is he singing? Well, the song that Lee couldn't sing when he was trying to do it for the Navigator. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, but do you, do you know what I'm listening to it on? This is Mad Hatter Radio, which is an ra- online radio station of Disney fan stuff that we have partnered up with, man. How do you like that? Partners here on the Gulf Coast, Magic Our Way and Mad Hatter Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, creative buffs on radio stuff. That's like right. It. Yeah, it's good. It's another outlet. Uh-huh. You know, it, 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 what's good about it, yeah, let me tell you what's good about it. You hear Tony Bennett. Mm-hmm. But you could probably hear Bare Necessities done by like a, a metal group, a heavy metal group. You could mm-hmm. probably hear a country version of this. Oh, wow. You could probably hear like a funk version, James Brown type of... Hey! Give me a Bare Necessities. <laughs> oh, get on, Get up again. Oh, yeah. You know? Hot tub. What you say now? <laughs> Disney. That's right. You can hear that all on the station, man. It's, <laughs> they don't just give you the normal spiels and, and, and r- attraction sounds, but they give you... Every creative variation that other artists have taken to the standard Disney songs. Like Tony Bennett right here. This yeah. little jazzy version of the Bare Necessities. You know? I'm thinking about Goodfellas right now. I don't know why. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Boy, listen to this station, okay? It's good for you. It's good for me. It's going to go ahead. It's going to help you out. It's going to make me out. 
gonna be really good. Okay. Man had a radio, but I mean, but a boom. Just do it, huh? 